This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. I do. 
I hope, I hope it doesn't stay with me forever. I'm, I think that I think that unfortunately most people have never left fifth grade because if no. you had a little half of an intelligent brain, you'd say, "Well, I don't want an experimental drug in my body." I mean, that's all you'd have to say, right? You don't. You know, well, you know, it takes I, I seven had a years. Nurse tell me just the other day, one of the young nurses, she's pregnant. She's in her uh, first trimester. And I said, did you get the vaccine? She said, no, I refuse it. I said, why? Because she says, I don't know what it'll do to the uh, child. And there's no research uh, that's been done on it yet. And I said, absolutely, you're right. And you know what? You're smart, not the... Yeah, that's a thinking brain. And about one-third of health workers, but my 50 nurses, they all got it. You know, the, the people I did the study on? Yeah. So I said to the head, I said, well, why are you going to get the second one? I mean, well, we're going to get it. It's like like robotic. It and is so, robotic. You know, it is, yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so, yeah, it is. I mean, it's you might as well hire these robots and make synthetic you know, workers or something. So anyway, none of them, listen to this, none of them got sick and none of them even got a sore arm. You know what? They were taking, <laughs> they were taking the oregano oil. They're taking the oregano oil, drinking the juice, and they were using the spray, a lot of the spray, like five times a day to the back of the throat, which they discovered was so valuable for the COVID-19 or whatever, whatever they're getting. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what they're getting. You know? And uh, The Oregoresp is a nice nasal spray that people can avail themselves of. And uh, I see that North American Urban Spice has really been coming out with a new array of products, haven't they? They've got some novelty things like the essential cleanse that they pour into the, the yeah, diffuser, yeah. but in a non-commercial fashion. The, yeah. the fact is they've created this $8 billion, or maybe I have, industry in about 80 brands of oregano oil. So, yeah, they well, I have... I like the uh, Ceylon cinnamon. That's a nice new product. Yeah, they've got some, you know, like small part of their company is the Ceylon cinnamon, the Ceylon ginger, the essential cleanse yeah. diffuser oil. A, a bigger part is the orega resp. I mean the uh, the orega spray. Orega spray that yeah. we're sending to the EPA. Uh, yeah. That that's being it's basically the EPA or whatever they said it kills everything. Now, right does from it the kill federal government. Yeah, the bureaucrats. Will but it kill been, them off? <laughs> I should, but they're sitting on it. You know, the human sitting pet. on it for four years while everybody's dying. You know. Right. But, right. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, all I can tell you is that that, that the industry uh, or the the thought process of spice uh, medicines it started with North America. You know, nobody in the last three thousand years, well, the last couple hundred years, nobody would have thought of taking oil of oregano as drops under the tongue or juice. It's too hot. Oh, I want to tell you something. What I find is some people will tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, I've taken it when I need it. Or when I feel fine. I mean, you're supposed to take it all the time, honey. And this is what I tell them. If you take it daily, you're building up an immunity. You're helping your body reactivate its immune system. You You know, you and I see eye to eye on this perfectly, Dr. K., I tell people from the Christian Bible, and you tell them this from the Quran, is that when God created man and human beings, he gave them an immensely complex body. Oh, yeah. Among the things he gave them was a very, very, very systemic line of defense. First line of defense, 
second line of defense and so on, yeah. for an immune system. Oh, yeah. It tells you, you know, stay away from the bad things and you'll be okay. Do yeah. the wrong things and you're going to sick, get sick and die. What's yeah, so hard true. about that to understand? Well, I mean, a case history, I had a guy who runs a health food store. So one of his weaker employees doesn't really eat right, and he got, whether it's COVID or the flu, who knows, he got the junk. And my my owner, who's really fastidious, who takes the regarest and the juice, he didn't get anything. But his two workers, and they're using the same phone, they're using the same cash register, everything, his two workers got sick. How do you explain that? If it's that contagious, the whole crew would be down and they would have boarded up the store. So it is about your environment, your attitude, your your, and, and all these people that don't have it. They get this sickness and they get scared. They go to the hospital. Pharmakia gets a hold of them and it kills them. They'd be better off if they stayed home and fought mm-hmm. it off and take chances. Maybe it's one percent would die, maybe two, but not ninety percent. Like the, in a hospital, when you get them on a respirator, it's a hundred percent fatal. Why wouldn't you stay home? If a hundred percent chance you're going to die is only going to be about ten percent at home, just fight it out. Go for a jog. Or well, take the some garlic is, so then they can say we have a bed shortage. Hospitals are overtaxed, and we need to impose these draconian ru- rules. That's the whole reason for it. Yeah, that's the reason mm-hmm. they came out with this dragnet. Yeah, Yeah, because right away they started talking about putting people on respirators right as soon as it started. Uh, So, you know, that uh, General Motors and some of these people were making big money on respirators, getting federal grants. Yeah, but that's where they were made, in Red China, and many of them were defective. They weren't even working. This is another problem we brought up on this program when it first started. You know, people just don't think... God gave them a brain, and the brain has become toxified. And it's not just chemicals, it's the government schools, it's the media, it's Hollywood, it's all of these other, you know, uh, you know sources of propaganda. Boom, yeah, propaganda, boom, boom. propaganda. Propaganda yeah. in the biggest way, uh, sort of stupid things. You don't want to pay too much attention to it. Uh, just read your Bible, read your Quran, you know, think, think about God, do something productive. Like me, I, I wrote the book. You know, the COVID-19 vaccine. So what we should do is say to the RBN crowd, let's get the PDF to you, then you share it with your loved ones. The fact is, it's difficult to reverse the patho- or the toxicity from the vaccine. I mean, you've got to work at it. You don't know yeah. for sure if you can get the job done. And, and it's so much easier just to avoid the stupid stuff. I mean, exactly. Who needs it? Exactly. You know, uh, I looked up uh, Fauci, and I, I, don't, I don't know if you heard this, but Dr. Fauci's family tree, you know, goes back to Sicily, the Cosa Nostra in Italy. Oh, this is where these Kenites. <laughs> he's a big. Settled. He's a big one. Oh yeah. boy. And and his name Fauci means sickle, like the hammer oh. of sickle. Amazing. Oh, he is such a such a Zionist pig. Oh, God. Well, you know, I remember him in the 70s and 80s. We were fighting for cancer therapy, freedom of choice. And yeah. natural was a subject and everything. He was on the other side, of course. Oh, representing yeah. Representing the drug therapists and the drug Might as well. And he was, in, uh, he was in California trying to help the AIDS patients, you know, with the, uh, the AZT drug. And the drug oh, was I know. not doing too well. He's got a patent so on that the stuff. Test, and what happened? Was he invested in the stock? Yes, he was and invested. the stock went up. 
You know, you know, the funny thing is, if you are a president, all you have is ambition for your own pocketbook or a Fauci or a senator or a philanthropist. Yeah. None of those people kill their hill of beans about anybody. Really no, and, and, and if you, you should have nothing to do with people who don't care about you, who don't love you. Stay away from them, like the plague. And, and I and I tell you, uh, you just find those people who have a loving kindness in their heart. That's it. Pay no attention. Like yourself. Like yourself. You know, I well, I mean, why would I want my, my son went and vaccinated his daughter after I warned him not to do it so many times. Why should I even talk to the guy anymore? I have to work so hard to try to help that grandchild. She can't see out of one eye. You know, yeah. you know what, what am I going to do? So, you your see, biggest people enemy make is in decisions. your own family. Sometimes. Oh, they make yeah. your life miserable. Stay away from people who, go, who cause you trouble. And you know because they look, don't want the truth. They just simply don't like you said, they don't care. They care about No, pleasure. they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. And let me tell you something else. You'd be better off to stay in your cubicle or your cabin with some uh, you find some wild food or you go to the farmers market and you never travel anywhere, you never go anywhere than you are to see to to submit to any of these criminals. I took the train to Omaha. Uh, it was fine. I didn't want to put up with all the garbage. Mm-hmm. You have to do this. You, have, you know, they're still the same. It's still all oh, you have to, but they're a little bit looser. Can't. Well, quite. yeah, but now we're talking about digital passports. That I know prove that you got this, the is, this is the real issue. What are they going to do? Put border cops at every, and you can't drive yeah. anywhere. So I listen yeah. to this one. So this this person at the train. Well, I'm going to have to kick you out of this the 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 car now. I'm going first class, and, you know, wear your mask and all this. So I turned around and looked, and I said, you know what? I have never rode the train in 30 years. Your manner and your behavior and your verbiage is contraproductive. Is this a private company, partly private? You would be doing a disservice. Why don't you talk to people in a nicer way? Don't argue with them. Teach them. Yeah, they're it, maybe they... It, and she said, you know, I'm sorry, I try to do my best. Well, you need to change. You know, it, God has hired us. Not hired us. He's made it mandatory that we are to say the good word. That's why he gave us the word, so we could preach it. Well, and I don't care. Go, it's huh? always the same response. Oh, I understand, honey, but I've just got to do my job, and I have to yep. earn my, my paycheck, and i got to follow orders, you know? And then they talk about Hitler. I mean, they're doing the same thing. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, we have. I think it's a spiritual. It's it's a it's a. Yeah, go ahead. Hi, gentlemen. Okay, how are you, Barb? All righty, trying to hang in there. Good, 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 Uh, Florida. At least. Just wondering if Dr. K could tell us. Uh, if he thinks anything could have been done to save Rush Limbaugh, uh, you know, his uh, his main programmer, I've forgotten the name of the guy, had just di- died a couple of years previous going to that rotten Sloan Kettering in New York. And I don't know. He's well, why would we why, would we why would we want to save anybody if they won't even save themselves? If they do everything wrong, 
Why not? I just said, find people of the like mind and work with them. You'll make big progress. But go up yes. against this. What can you do? Is Mr. Aspar team himself, Mr. Snapple? I can't help him. No way. I don't want to oh, help him. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I want to work with the people. That's yes. all. Yeah, yep. well, I've been using this thing in your nose, and that nose nasal spray is great. Yeah, it is. It's great, and I, I mean, I got to tell you, that's that's the thing we have to do is is find people and spread the word a little bit. Maybe we can save a life here and there. I don't know uh, somebody that could have gotten sick or could have went to the hospital or could went could have went and got the shot and the second shot and the third shot and the fourth shot. But yeah. Uh, oil of oregano, the spray, the mister, you're covered. Yeah. There you go, By the Paul. way, Dr. Yes. Ron Paul at the very beginning talked about this as a hoax. Yeah, he did. Our fr- God bless you. Our friend, Dr. Paul. Well, I tell you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a real conundrum because I, I still see people who, for no explainable reason, get sick, and then they go get tested, and they're going to show up positive. Why wouldn't you? Colds are coronavirus. And then a few of them, a very few, get into trouble. Most of the people get into trouble who eat pork, and more importantly, who take the flu shot. Now we got problems. We have no immune yes. system. Yeah? So. Yes, when my daughter had her first baby... Uh, she said, oh, the pediatrician mother said, you can't visit the baby unless you get your flu shot. And oh. I hadn't been taking any flu shots. Oh, was I sick for about 10 days. Yeah. And, you know, finally when I recovered, I went out there to, to visit her. But I probably was more dangerous. Yeah, all of, this, all of these, these, these dictators, you got to stick yeah. them up her nose, these people, and start to fight back. Uh, and uh, and don't tolerate this junk. Uh, and walk in yep. boldly, the- boldly walk in somewhere without a mask. Just boldly walk in and do what you got to do. And wait, you know, let let somebody come up and, and tyrannize you. You get the credit in heaven for being a victim. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, Bob, uh, listen, we got to move along. But thank you for that kind. Thank you very much. I'm glad you told yeah. me. Hey, you take care. Thank you. John in California also wants to come up now. Come on, John. Yeah, hello, Rick. Hello, Dr. Yes. Chase. I'm Hi. Good to hear from you. I'm glad you're such an uplift to listen to. It gives you some uplifting and hope and all that. And Yeah, uh, it's a bad it's, yeah, it's without it. We Yeah. I continue with the uh the oregano. That's good every day. I got yeah. the tincture. I take the tablets when I travel. It's much easier to deal with it. Oh, yeah. I, I got. Um, I was using this, and I thought I got it from North America. It was for the. Uh, I told it about the gums and the teeth, and they they stopped making the tablets. And uh, then I found a Regadent. I know you mentioned it before. That's only in a mm-hmm. tincture, but I just got some more, so I'm looking forward to using that. And that just did so much good. I'm going back to see my dentist. In the last few years since I've taken it, I've had no problems at all with anything, and they Isn't don't that know something. They, they and are you taking that? Are you taking that by mouth or putting it on? Well, I used to have the tablets you could suck on, 
They stopped making those, so now I got the tincture. I'm going to hold okay. it. Okay. All right. Both of you. Sure. Thank you. Stay where you are, because I just want to get this uh, commercial break in, and we'll be right back, and Art will be coming up. Support Republic, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Okay, we're back. Oh, sorry, quickly, we have John on the line and Dr. K. Uh, continue before we have to move on. Go ahead. Yeah, anyway, Dr. K, I, I found a regadent, and all they make is the liquid. I hope maybe down the line they'll make a lozenge you can put against the gum and just suck on it, which was yeah, much I easier think they, to I handle. think that's necess- it's necessary, absolutely necessary. But uh, anyway, because if you, I've got it. Yeah. it 
it works. And um, I, I've, I've had it from other places, and I, I think I found that, that we're reputable companies of good ingredients. They can't find those properties anymore. That's why they don't handle it. They just don't buy it no matter what's in it, especially if it comes from the Asian countries. So I, I'm glad that North American has it. North American sources nothing from China, so they're yeah. good pretty much everything they have. Yeah. So I'm glad to have that. Now, I'll, I'll look forward to, uh, if you do come up with a book or a PDF, yeah, I'm looking forward to Yeah, you know, somebody book. send me emails because the book is, in the, you know, next week I'll send out to whoever's email I have. We've got to get the word again, out. Doctor? What's that? Okay, listen, everybody. What's your email Very good. Bye-bye. I know. Thank you, now. Okay. Yep. Okay, yep. give out your email for John and all the listeners. Okay. Go ahead. DROregano at gmail.com. DROregano at gmail.com. And there's a couple of free books. There's the one on this, and there's also the Health Benefits of Wild Oregano. They're not charging for that book anymore, so we can send okay, a PDF. Good. Yeah, okay? All right. Okay, nice send for the PDF. Bye-bye. Thank you, Dr. K, for the time. Great show. Okay. All right, John. Appreciate your call, folks. Uh, we have Art from Philly on the line right now. Let me say hello to him. Hello, Art. You're on the program. Hello, Rick. Hello, RBN. Well, it's great to have you back. And uh, busy week as usual. Uh, you yes. uh, sent out some interesting emails. Um, I guess the last one I just got from you was my former governor, Gina Rahimondo. Uh, now uh, Director of Commerce, uh, Secretary of the Commerce Department, and she said she's going to get tough on Red China. What do you think? Well, I think if she's selling marshmallows, uh, we, we might be able to fry them. <laughs> How about some hot ice? Maybe we could make that happen, too. Huh? Right. Wow. You know, now everybody we hear from locally and everybody that calls talk radio they do not like Gina, except, you know, a handful of people. Nobody seems to like this broad. And yet, she gets in by a great number of votes every time. When it was general treasurer, twice, and then she was term limited, then she ran for governor, and now twice. So she's in the midterm, and now she says, well, I love the people who run on so much that I don't want to leave, and I want to help them more. And everybody's saying, please don't help us anymore. But guess what? She takes this offer from the mafia, takes the offer from Biden, and now she is going to be in this position that uh, has a a great deal of decision-making to do. And quite honestly, um, that's like putting, uh, let's just say, maybe a, a, a rat in charge of a food kitchen? What do you think? Well, that's what I wanted to ask your expertise from her being from Rhode Island. Let's remember, for instance, in the past, you had John McCain is, uh, on the Senate Committee of Commerce, who was definitely mm-hmm. tied in with the Cosa Nostra, and he was fully supporting you know, outsourcing and destroying American jobs through H-1B visa and through uh, you know, shipping and manufacturing over to China. So now you've got Gina Ramonda there. Okay? She's got a very powerful position now as Secretary of Commerce. What is she going to do? To um, from your expertise of her being in uh, Rhode Island, what do you think she's going to do to the national economy on immigration, on uh, to foreign trade? You know, be, that's going to be a big thing. And she could also, uh, what's his name, uh, Pete Buttigieg, he's involved with uh, transportation. 
So are we going to have racial events, for instance, as truck drivers throughout the country? Are we going to have, you know, uh, basically trade with everyone who's basically got a red Chinese flag going up and down the streets of America? How is this going to look? I mean, if you have some insight on how she handled the economy in Rhode Island, and we should see that as a precursor to what she's going to do to the national economy in this position of power. Well, I will say this. She loves taxes. She loves big government. And she took the budget now up to a $12.7 billion budget in this state, the size of a pin. And so she, I mean, I remember in the days, I, I don't remember what it was in the last six years now, but it was high. And years ago, when I was getting involved in political matters in the 1970s, I mean, the whole state budget was in the millions, not billions. You understand? So it's yep. grown astronomically and exponentially and disproportionate to the reported numbers of inflation. So she loves government. She loves big government, and she loves to serve the Kosha Nostra. When it came time to sanctions on, on Israel, the BDS, of course she voted against that. She said, no, we can't have that. Teaching the Holocaust in the schools right away, she signed that bill. So, you know, she, she's got a track record of trying to please her masters, and, and she does that well. Unfortunately, she leaves a trail behind her, a trail of big uh, government ruination, uh, tax and spend uh, programs that she's going to bring to uh, the whole country now. It's wonderful. She's going to be sharing it with everyone else. I think that's a marvelous, a marvelous, uh, you know, portfolio, don't you? Yes, I do. And that one of the things to look at when you mention taxes that people don't realize, what's this hyperinflation coming about? All the government has to do is not change the tax tables to adjust for inflation. And what that does is it puts people in higher and higher income levels yeah. to get more taxation from the people by simply not changing the tax table rates. And she's going to be, uh, right. So it's, I mean, this it's is like a massive uh, transfer. As I told you before, that's what this whole COVID thing was all about. Government transfers, government power, and people losing their freedoms. And now they think, oh, it's wonderful if we can go out again without a mask, if we can go dining and laughing and giggling and go to the theater and have fun. That's what it's all about, bread and circuses now, you see? People aren't counting the corpses along the way. They're not picking up the dead, and they don't even see them. They're stumbling over them. This is where right. we are. This is where we are, uh, Art. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's it, it, like I said... Now, the incoming governor, uh, Dan McKee, is a lieutenant governor. He is a Democrat, but he is not anywhere near as obviously radical as she is. And uh, he's, he's got a, um, bus you know, a business-friendly reputation, but when push comes to shove, he will have to. He will have to conform to whatever is laid out before him, because he's going to work with the health department, and the health department, you know what, is largely staffed with consultants and experts that are supplied by people like the Annenberg supplied Brown Medical School and Brown School of Medicine, whatever. You know, so it doesn't, that tells us what's going on basically in every state, the influence of the mafia in medicine. And this is why, you know, Dr. K had it right on. And uh, it's sad. 
But people will not trust you if you're unlicensed or you lost your license or you're one of these so-called witch doctors that the media have branded. And guess what? Those are the ones that get positive results. Meanwhile, the body count keeps piling up for the, you know, the professionals, the, the medical licensed doctors. Uh, I had it in my own life. The experiences I had, I've told the audience how they lie and how they deceive and how they mislead and so on and so forth. Uh, it's just terrible. So what are your thoughts right. on that now? Well, I know from being in the Philadelphia area, which is a big medical school area, uh, there's an old saying here that doctors bury their mistakes. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. But a one thing I want to mention about Gina there is she's in charge of being ahead of the Department of Commerce. So she's going to have a lot of influence of people getting contracts. You know, so we're going to see the pay-for-play coming down there. So from your expertise in Rhode Island, who did you see that she would favor as far as winning uh, government contracts? Because that's what's going to happen now. She's going to be a big... Uh, Deal maker in, uh, in the entire national economy on who's getting the deals, the way she behaves. Well, I think she's going to steer away from the mafia. She she's going to be honest and forthright, and she's going to punish those companies that are supplying Israel uh, with weapons of torture. I think she's going to come clean and be honest. We believe that. You wait for a shrimp to whistle. <laughs> That's what Cruz just said. No, she's she is uh, she's ready to go. She's made her speech, you know, answered Ted Cruz, and all she said essentially is, I'm going to get tough on Red China. I'm going to get tough on the communist. I'm going to be a warrior. And, of course, that's just nothing but hot air. We know that. All the others we've had as secretaries of commerce, they've done the same thing. It's rhetoric. But when, you know what they said with Nixon president? Conservatives got the rhetoric and liberals got the action. And this is the way it goes, you know, uh, so I no, it, it looks like a very sad road because she pushed this free education for kiddies, for college students, the first two years. She put that through. Um, that has not been a success, needless to say. Pushed through the tolls uh, project, the road tolls in Rhode Island for truckers. That's been challenged and is still in the courts. And uh, unfortunately, she set the precedent for that, that eventually we are going to, because of loss of revenue and needed revenue, we're going to be extending those uh, those uh, uh, gantries, and we're going to make them, I think, for cars as well. And you know what? In this state, the people will accept it. They will accept it. Her legacy lives on, in other words. Okay? So, well, that's my well. Uh, that's my whole take on it. But we'll wait and see, and give her a chance to do her 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 evil deed, so to speak. Right. Right. Well, I'd rather not give her the chance, but it looks like uh, the Senate voted 84 to 15 in her favor. So. Yeah, 84 votes in her favor. Not surprising, not surprising. And, you know, it's politics. It's just politics as usual. So now let's talk about uh, other things as well that you have on your mind because uh, uh, you, you have less time. And I think you're going to be filling in in the program after mine, Deanna Spingola. Is that right? Yes, yeah, she asked me to call in, so I'll be talking to her for a while. So you'll be talking as guest, too. All right. right. Well, let me give yeah. you time here on this forum now. Um, the economy and uh, the worsening economic debt structure, the T-bills, the, the, the yields, and so on and so forth. Uh, tell us about this, what, you, what you're seeing coming now. Well, recently I saw a, you know, a possibility. Realize this is po I'm going to talk about a politician. His name is uh, JoeGale.com. He's the county commissioner for Montgomery County. 
Um, he was basically opposed by the Anti-Defamation League and Black Lives Matter. They had uh, protests in front of him, his house, and actually at the courthouse there. So now he's running against uh, for governor's position uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. And who's he up against? Josh Shapiro, another Montgomery County Coast and Usher boy. So I actually heard him speak, you know, in a presentation we had. And um, he actually came out and said, you know, that he's a criminal. Okay, you know, He didn't say it like that, but I mean, I could tell from what he was saying that, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, Josh Shapiro is now forthright. And, you know, the, uh, the kosher boys are definitely pushing Josh Shapiro to be the next governor of Pennsylvania. So he's a good opposition for uh, going up against him. He also mentioned uh, that he has his uh, brother, Sean Gale, who's running for governor, enough for governor for U.S. Senate position against Pat Toomey. Stadium Patumi is nothing but uh, Arlen Inspector number two. And that turned out to be true. I mean, one of the things that uh, Toomey did is that he ran uh, what they call Club for Growth. He was the owner of it, or, you know, the leader of it. And, well, he um, posed as a good conservative uh, all right. along the way, and he was the Republican alternative to the Democrat senator. And, you know, again, it goes to prove uh, politicians cannot be trusted. And he's I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you. As far as a politician can be trusted, this guy seems a little bit better than the others. But, I mean, it really comes down to let the people lead and the leaders will follow. That's how it's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. they actually believe any politician for, you know, because they're running for a position of power. Uh, the lack of checks and balances isn't there unless the people impose them upon them. Yep. So, and uh, okay. being in uh IT industry... Uh, one of the things, uh, you know, I saw at the club for growth, they were fully promoting, you know, unlimited H-1B, you know, India immigration labor to replace U.S. labor here, over here. And that's one of the things I see uh, is going to happen now, you know, but uh, Biden's doing. And also, Gina's going to have a big role in that in controlling the H-1B visa immigration process. Okay. So here it is. We got, uh, according to the official economy reports, nine and a half million people out of work. But if you look at the U.S. debt clock, they're saying it's closer to 18 and a half million, almost 20 million people not working. So why are we bringing in immigration labor for U.S. jobs and not training our own people? Okay, so I mean it shows the corruption of what's going on there. I mean there's, there's a simple reason why that's happening is companies like Facebook, Oracle, Microsoft, Apple. You know it's like hey they get cheap labor, okay, and um, from foreign labor, and basically they impose this foreign labor into our communities and putting that burden of the infrastructure to support them on the people who are put out of work. Okay, So it's a great deal for the corporations. It's not such a great deal for the communities that actually have to put up with the consequences of what they're doing. Um, you know, living in northeast, I mean, southeastern Pennsylvania, um, we definitely see the impact of all the H-1B visa immigration here. So... It's really putting a, you know, a big burden there. And also look at Minneapolis. I saw the National Review where they had uh, one or two editions back. It's out every week. And they showed on the front cover, you know, Minneapolis, Minnesota, burning. Okay, And they said, what's the issue? Crime, crime, crime. Well, what happened there? Okay, What happened there is they flooded that community, that city, with immigration. And it happened during the Obama administration where it really got bad. And you had the head of... Uh, Immigration under the U.S. Department of Justice, that uh, leader who was there, who was uh, whose uncle was, uh, you know, came from Cuba and had um, 
what's his name, Fidel Castro and um, what was it, Che Guevara, and who was the other one he had a picture of? Uh, I think of the communist guy, Lenin. Lenin, right. So, he, you know, his uncle, I meant to say his grandfather, was, you know, admirer of the communist agenda. And what did they do? They turned, uh, you know, a nice American city, Minneapolis, into a ghetto, okay? And, you know, the end result was, you know, you had uh, immigration labor competing against the native labor there in the lower economic strata. And we see what's happened there. You know, it, it basically totally disrupted the economic integrity of the community. And it's fallen apart. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what uh, I see Gina's. That's the big, biggest concern I have with what uh, uh, Gina's going to do with the Commerce Department. Unless someone's put some reins on her, you know, she's going to basically pick out cities and major communities one by one or, you know, by a group of them throughout the entire country and financially ruin them. Okay? So I, I don't see that as a minor issue. I see that as a major issue, and we need to stand up and do something about it the best way we can. That's my viewpoint. Well, I'll tell you what the people allegedly in Rhode Island just did recently. We had on March 2nd, this past week, we had a special election, and it was all bond issues, right? Special election... Right totaling $400 million in bond issues, plus the interest, which brings it up to 645 or whatever million dollars, okay, over usually a 20-year spread. And I told my friend, and I told Joe Church, who calls the program, I said, Joe, the votes have already been counted. This was two weeks ago. And I said, guess what? It passed. Every one of them. Sure enough, sure enough, I found out the other day, every single bond issue passed. And these are bond issues which, for the most part, are totally ridiculous. Education aid, arts, and so forth. Now, there's transportation up there, and they sell you on the basis that if you borrow 50 cents, the federal government will pay another 50%. I remember fighting this in the 1970s, saying, no, no, don't go into debt. Oh, you've got to go into debt because we only owe it to ourselves. You know, it's like the Federal Reserve debt. We owe it to ourselves. Well, if we owe it to my, myself, I want my check, you know. <laughs> when I were talking about the, the, the bailout, they just passed, again, this, this uh, you know, this COVID bailout, if you will. Almost, what is it, just $2 trillion. The Senate has passed it now, right? So we have another right. relief. Another relief bill. Do you realize when when Trump came in, what was the debt then? What was the deficit? I think it was. What it was, was it? roughly around twenty trillion. Now it's at twenty-eight trillion. Twenty twenty-one trillion dollars. Now right. we're approaching thirty trillion dollars. Right. That is incredible. It it tells you that things are at a precipitous pace. Can't go right. on. Yeah. Just can't go. Right. On. And they're talking about the rate at which it's increasing. Um, under basically under Trump before COVID, it was increasing at a rate of a trillion dollars a year. Now the rate at which it's increasing, if you average it out, it, it'll be easily $2 trillion a year. Realize each trillion dollars of debt takes away a nickel of the purchasing power of each dollar in your wallet, okay? Yes. So they've taken away, you know, 50 cents of the purchasing power of a dollar of what you had in your wallet when Trump came to power in 2016. So you lost, we haven't seen it yet because it takes a while to trickle through the economy. But That's right. right. You know, it, you know you're, you're going to see it. You know, we've lost 50% of the purchasing power of the dollars in our wallets. That's really what's going on. And with respect to, uh, you know, one of the things I wish they would do, and here's a solution that voters need to see, if you go take a car loan or a home loan, 
they basically have what they call truth in lending. They're saying, this is how much you're going to pay, this is how much you're going to get in taxes, I mean, in interest. When I see a bond, first of all, people need to realize a bond is a tax on anyone who's paying taxes, okay? So I, should, I would love to see, okay, so here's a bond for, you know, $100 million, all right? So amortize that over to the community. What does that come out to be? That means that each taxpayer is going to pay $10 a year in a, who's in the taxing district of that bond for the next 10 years, okay? That's truth in lending. Do you want to vote yeah. for that, okay? And then, you, you know, and the same thing with the bailout. Where is our accountability of our leadership to tell us what are we getting for our money, okay? You know, what are you actually buying for us? You know, as far as actually helping out the people, you know, it's maybe uh, optimally, and I doubt it's even this high, is, uh, you know, 20% of it is actually probably going to actually help the people need economic help. The rest of it is just all pork by the Biden administration so they can uh, push their agendas through. Yeah. That's what a politician yeah. does. They well, get in there yeah, first there thing. There were a lot there. of little, uh, little giveaways in this uh, passing of this budget, by the way, and uh, one of them that was being de- debated, the Democrats were working to push it through, was the increase in the federal minimum wage. Uh, I don't know if it was in there. Do you know if it finally passed in the bill, um, the bill that just passed? Increase in what the I know is Bernie Sanders was pushing for $15 an hour minimum wage, yeah, and I believe well. it got shut down. Because that shows who's really in control. These big corporate concerns, the 1% and 1% are in control of the American economy, and the heck with everybody else. Now, we talked about it in a previous conversation uh, a couple yeah. of weeks ago, where a guy called in and says, well, I just want basically earn as much as I would earn in a $1960. You know, a dollar back then was backed by an ounce of silver. So wow. uh, silver's easily going to go to $40, Okay. Uh, he was making a buck and a quarter, so it would be 50 bucks an hour. So $15 an hour, okay, in the current economy is, you know, it shows that, you know, if you were comparing it to what people were earning as minimal wage back then, would be, uh, you know, you're comparing even with that, $15 an hour compared to $50 an hour, you know, is the difference. So you want to see how far down the lower economic strata has been pushed economically as a result of this hyperinflation that they're going. Uh, we're really going to see it. And unfortunately, I think the entire U.S. economy is going to feel it as a result of that. You know, give it about two years. Then we're really going to feel the full impact of what's going on here. So that's one of the things I see. And that's unfortunate that we should really be uh, becoming more financially conservative, not this reckless. But I think, as you probably would agree, that the momentum is too great that we're going over the cliff, and I don't think there's much that can stop it. It's just, there's just too much pushing us going in that direction at this point. Just, just from a secular point of view, it has to run its course, and it has to result in disaster. As I told you before, we're at the, we're at the point of the last days of the Roman Empire, and then they were doing the same thing, and you had people on the street. They were yelling and screaming, more bread, more circuses, and the politicians, spineless jellyfish, they just gave them more bread, and they gave them more uh, cereal, and they gave them more sugar and more sweets, and then they uh, just fell apart at the sea. That was the end, because then they were just overextended in military occupations, and as you know now, they're testing Biden's medal in the uh, Times of Israel and the uh, Jerusalem Post, this is the whole point, is that Biden was giving signals that he wanted to have the JCPOA, you know, the 
the talks continue with Iran, and uh, some of those uh, Zionists were getting a little bit nervous about uh, Biden. And so we gotta we got to show them who's boss, and we're going to have this attack, and then we're going to have to have him uh, lob a few missiles, about seven strategic missiles, in the Syria side of Iran. This is a message. We're in control, you know. We run the show, Joe. Just remember that. And he said, yes, 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 yes. You know, I, I remember, I remember, I know, I know who's in control. So we go from one extreme to the other, one administration to the other. But you know what? We're back where we started, you know. It goes way right. back to World War One and Two, interventionism. And right. that is always a prescription art for disaster. Yes, right. Now mentioned on that, I looked at the U.S. debt clock, org and it showed uh, in 2020 that the ratio of the the debt to the gross domestic product is now 130 percent what it was back 20 years ago was 55 percent okay so that shows you how more extended we've become now it also showed there one of the most extended major economies is japan their ratio is like 275 percent so all we need to do is look what's going to happen to japan because they're going to collapse first because of that debt ratio uh, you know, I mean, the amount of debt they have compared to the productivity of the economy, that they're, you know, twice as far in, into the financial abyss as we are. But we're, it's going to happen to us. And, you know, once you, the rule of thumb is, you know, if you look at, like, the economy over the past one or 2,000 years, going back, like you said, the Roman Empire, once it gets past 100% of, you know, the national debt to ratio to uh, the gross domestic product, and it stays there. You know, it's not where it spikes up and comes down, but if it stays there like we are over an extended period of time, like, you know, several decades, that economy of that country is going to heck in a handbasket. And it's obvious that that's what's happening to us. Uh, look at uh, China right now. Their gross domestic product debt ratio is 54%. So they're pretty good with respect to that. So they'll do a lot better than us. And Russia is actually one of the best. They're down to 18%. So mm-hmm. we got a long ways to go if we're ever going to straighten out this mess. And I think it's just going to push us over the cliff. And then uh, what happened is, it, just like the Gerard Kushners did in Midtown Manhattan, is the uh, big boys of the Costa Nostra, the 1% on 1%, are going to come around to all the American assets and get them for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. That's what I yeah. foresee yeah. is going to happen. It's going to be laid to waste here, laid bare. Um, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go when you have a corrupt, illegal currency and it doesn't have any value to it anymore, as you pointed out, from gold and the silver days to worthless pieces of fiat, of paper, uh, then you know that world trade and the United States domestic production are going to crash. And we're at the most vulnerable point now in our nation's history. Um, And it was done to us while we slept. You know, people were not paying attention. They were statesmen on the horizon who were telling us what was happening and they shouted them down as as warmongers and and racists and super patriots and extremists that's what they did you know and now we're going to have to pay the piper their grandchildren okay we have a break come right back is your property a financial burden and causing you grief have you tried to sell but can't find buyers or are you just too busy to sell your property Don't worry, we have the right solution for you. We buy properties as is, with cash, close in 30 days, and pay all closing costs. 
Our service is ideal for property owners who are in pre-foreclosure, have high-end repair costs, experiencing financial hardship, going through costly divorces, are relocating, need cash for retirement, suffering family loss, or have tax liens. Whatever your situation may be, we can help you sell your property and get the money you need. If you own a single-family home or multiple family units, call us for a free consultation at 888-910-1037. That's 888-910-1037. Or visit our website at cashingproperty.com. That's cashingproperty.com. Sell your property fast and leave all your worries behind. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Right now, Amazon Prime members will receive fast two-day shipping. Go to simplycleanfoods.net. That's simplycleanfoods.net. But do it today. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Gentlemen, the final few minutes of today's program. Um, anything you wanted to add, Art, before I may bring up another thing quickly? Yes. Um, with respect to what we're saying here, what happened is a couple of years back, the immigration H-1B visa and all that actually became the biggest component of the trade deficit, exceeding the trade deficit we had with oil. So we as American people in a you know, workforce in our community can realize that this is a U.S. labor replacement policy by the big boys to uh, get themselves richer at the expense of the U.S. of the people of this country. So we can do things in our workforce, in our workplace, to you know let them know that we don't appreciate foreign labor coming over here and putting Americans out of work. Okay, so that's something we can do individually to uh, you know to actually help mitigate the issues there. Not to say that there isn't a need, uh, you know, for certain uh, foreign labor, 
but I think we need to really change the uh, our tolerance of putting up with foreign immigration when they're coming over here to wreck our communities and financially extract the wealth out of the communities. I, that's one of the points uh, I Yeah, very believe. true. Very true. Right. Also on the horizon, oil and gas prices, that's the key to an economy that's sinking. Um, you see the prices are already beginning to climb. What do you think is going to happen by uh, the midsummer? I think they're going to go higher, especially, uh, like you said, there's going to be a test against Biden uh, with what's happening in the Middle East there. You already have the Yemens who are suffering quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I now have developed a technology to start uh, using drones and uh, hitting the uh, Saudi Arabian oil fields. If they start blowing mm-hmm. those guys up, you're going to see oil and gas go up through the roof. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a real, even if there's a risk of that, um, we're going to see uh, more speculators. Higher you know, gas. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Uh, very true. Very true. Very ominous. And also, I noticed on the National Baloney Company, one of the features they have is entitled, Among the Homeless Population, a Deep Mistrust of Vaccines. Here's how cities are intervening. And they talk about these guys. They, they start off by, uh, you know, citing one man on the street who says he just doesn't like him. Those, those vaccines, he's heard a lot of b- bad things about him. And guess what? He's hooked on these conspiracy theories. You see, he's a conspiracy right. theorist and a whole bunch of others like him who are questioning vaccines. So across the country now, we have many cities and major, major urban centers that have begun this process of working on vaccinating the homeless by convincing them that it's not a dangerous thing, that it's going to help them yeah, remain homeless until they die, and that it's going to, uh, it's going to provide for a safer life for them and uh, they can get off the streets and be productive. Boy, if that is an exploitation of people, let me tell you, I don't know what is. You know, right. And I don't know who's homeless and who isn't. A lot of right. people are homeless simply because they want to be homeless. A lot of people are homeless now because they lost their, their mortgage. They lost their home. They lost their job. And that's, that's more than coming. Uh, now, when you mention uh, the vaccines using messenger RNA, you know, which is altering the DNA in our cells, look at what sunlight does to our skins. It basically causes skin cancer by altering the DNA. Look what yeah. happens. They already know now that viruses will alter the DNA in our cells and cause cancers. So why wouldn't messenger RNA, which hasn't been really fully, um, how would you say, vetted out, not be causing cancer? Okay, We don't know what it's doing in the long term. It might look good for the short term. How do we know it's not causing a, you know, a massive cancers in people? If it's anything that modifies the DNA of our cells, uh, there's a high probability you're going to get uh, serious diseases like that. That's one of the things. Well, we have to run this thing anybody through. Talk about. That was the reason, you see. The reason right. given is we can't wait. We can't wait. We've got to come up with something. And we got something, and it's going to work pretty good now, and it's going to save us. And don't worry about the conspiracy theories and all these other things, because in the long run, uh, vaccines have been safe in the past, which, of course, is an outcome lie. But what can we tell you? All we can say is thank you, Ark, for your great insight in the economy and other subjects. Very good. I wish you well today on the filling in and guest appearances. Hope to talk to you next week. Take care, Art. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye now. Folks, we'll see you then. Rick Adams, God willing, so long, and Yahweh bless his elect. Our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertify, 
that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Co-Certified app can make a huge difference for your future. You're listening to the